Respectable.com. Zero res. It's the right way to clean. Out of bounds on the roar. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. After 35 long years, what's the other way? 35 years. It's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Clemson, con un segundo. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This, this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into Out of Bounds. Mark Childress filling in for William Qualkenbush, who is on vacation. I'm hoping on a beach someplace. I'm hoping Qualk is not listening. Not that I'm going to sully his name or anything like that, but I'm hoping he's enjoying his vacation and, and getting a true break from the world of sports talk. Ben Milstead will be along in a bit. At least I think so. Right now, uh, John Height, you and I, it's the dream team, man. They don't pair us very often. <laughs> There's such chemistry when they pair us together and it's just lightning radio Yes, that they, they have to keep us apart most of the time. And sometimes we accidentally end up in the studio together. They'll change that in a few minutes. Just watch. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's why they stuck us at Saturday at 10 a.m. for so long. Oh, yeah. Because you can't put this during the week. Come on. No. All kinds of uh, big stuff going on. Hey, uh, phone lines will be open for the majority of the show today. 654-ROAR, 654-7627. And that's also the text line. This is my first time in, John, as the ultimate backup to the backup when people are out. It's the first time I'm in with a new text line. It's different to look at. It's going to take some adjusting. Hey, it's your one-stop shop for all things sports talk. It is. Right there. 654. Call us, text us. Yeah. Hit us up and... uh, if you've got any uh, hot takes or anything like that, I do have a couple of guests today. Fax and Childress will be by at 125 to talk some Braves and NBA. 205, David Hood from TigerNet. I texted David yesterday. Hey, man, will you come on with me? I need two things from you. I need an update on the baseball coach search, and I need an update on recruiting. He's like, Mark, I got you. 205, you don't want to miss that. He's always in the loop, and uh, we will get everything plugged in there. But uh, as far as kicking off the show today, I'm a huge Braves fan. I don't want to say I'm a live or die Braves fan, but I'm very, very close. When the Braves are on a big winning streak, life is good. It's hard to be upset about anything. The Braves have won 12 straight games. And, John, don't come back with they've been beaten up on a lot of schmoes. I know they have. I know they're not taking down the elite of Major League Baseball. I don't care if you're playing basketball at the YMCA on a Saturday afternoon. You roll off 12 straight games, you should be celebrating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you to celebrate when four of those 12 wins were against my team. The Pirates didn't play that bad. 
No. You just had an inning or two where things went sideways and the Braves executed. They, 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 the offense has been gone for a month. The pitching's okay. He didn't play well. You lost, but the Braves are on fire. And, you know, Brad and I, obviously, we talk a lot of Braves on our show. I'm very curious to see how the Braves respond to the Ozzie Albies injury. Yeah, I was going to say lots of positives. Five home runs for the Braves. I think that's only the second time they've done that this season, including Michael Harris. What a find he's been for the Braves. Absolutely. Uh, Braves had an early 6 nothing lead. They kind of, uh, Ian Anderson struggled a little bit. They let the uh, the Nats back in it to 6-4, to four, and then the Braves offense continued to produce and run off with it. But the big news is, Ozzie Albies just swings and runs out of the box and goes to the grounds uh, with a fractured foot. I mean, the Braves announced fractured foot like six or seven minutes later. It's it was known quick. immediately, and that concerned me even more. Did it? It did because they knew so quickly. And I also, you follow this guy. Um, I think he's uh, what the pro football doc or whatever on uh, on social. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do not know. Okay, so you can go to Sports Injury Central. Is uh, is the place to go? Okay. And he's a doctor. I've had him on my show a couple of times, and he basically, when he sees an injury in sports. He's like, hey, I'm a doctor. I've been around teams forever. I'm going to give you my take on what the injury is. His take on the injury um, worried me a little bit because he thought that it might be multiple metatarsal fractures, which would require surgery. And if I'm hearing surgery, then I'm thinking it's August or September before Ozzy's back. And that concerns me a great deal. Well, I mean, it should be concerning. He's one of the you know the leaders of that ball club. He's one of the guys who you have structured this infield around. Um, locked him up for a long period of time. But I, I think what's really going to be interesting is how many different options do you go through from a calling up from the minors, rotating. I know Brad and I talked about there's not a lot of, there's not like a really good utility player for Atlanta right now. No. So what, you know, how long do you basically wait trying out your different minor league options before you go out and attempt to go acquire somebody? You've got uh, Arcia and you've got Demerit. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Both of these guys have been getting at bats at the majors this year. Demerit came out smoking hot in kind of his last go-round after a long time in the minors. And then uh, Major League Pitching kind of figured him out, and he struggled, and they sent him back down and called up Michael Harris. And you're right. I mean, this was as it was happening last night, I'm like, is there a position on the field that you could put an injury in place for for the Braves that would be more complicated to fix than second base? And the answer to that, to me, is no. I mean, they they have an abundance of outfielders. You've got two catchers that are playing well right now. Even if you had Olsen get injured at first, you could move Riley over to to first, and and you've got some plug-and-play there. Um, You've got some... You know, guys in the minors, I think, that could fill holes at, at third and short. But it, it worries me. At the same time, Ozzy hasn't been playing all that great this year. This has not been peak Ozzy Albies. So you've got a giant hole to fill offensively and defensively. Right. But it's not as big as it's been in the past, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens to the Braves. But then again, you're playing well. And right now you just you're staring at the Mets. Five games back. Mets had the day off yesterday. They were ten and a half back, I think, at the beginning of June, and now they're just five back. So making Walt, progress. I've been saying this all year. I say it every time. And I will probably see Walt Deptula today for the first time in a really long time. If he's coming in here today and we will pass in the night. Yes. And I will say to Walt what I'm gonna say right now. Mets gonna met. 
That's what they do every year. Oh, they boy. Always, they always get the hot start. They always, there's infighting in the locker room. Somebody gets injured. DeGrom has, you know, seven different, you know, issues that he's going through. Mets are going to met. I promise you. Just wait until, like, it's going to be like the second week of July, and there's going to be some fight in the locker room. There is. And then that's when you know. You're like, it's over. Mets are going all downhill from here. You have to prove it to me. You haven't proven it to me yet, Mets, that you can actually put this together for a full season. I'm not worried about New York at all. That's I my like statement. the confidence, Mark. That's my statement. Will this confidence move over into the NFL for you this year? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm a Washington commander. It's, it's, I, I even have a hard time. Not keeping a straight face, but my stomach feels funny when I say Washington commanders. I like. It sounds like, weird. It's I, weird. Does it make me bad that I like Redskins? And then I liked Washington football team. I liked Washington football team. And I team. wish they would have just stuck with that. And again, you couldn't, you could have taken the most, the greatest creative minds in advertising in Hollywood history and put them in a room and said, come out with the ultimate mascot for Washington. And everyone still would have hated it. There's nothing you could have come up with, with that would have been good. Commanders. I just, I don't know. It's bad. It's bad. Just be the football team. I follow, I get all these spam emails from Washington, you know, <laughs> accounts and stuff like that. And it's about, buy your commander's gear now. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So you haven't bought I, any new this I haven't, year? I haven't refreshed the commander's gear yet. It's about that time. Or, yeah. or is faxing going to take you over to Philadelphia I'm definitely and you're not gonna going to do Fly over, Eagles Fly? I'm not going over to Philadelphia. You know, the weird thing about being a commander's fan in this part of the country is... Redskins basically are the same color as the Gamecocks. I just said Redskins. Sorry. Yeah. Commanders are the same color as the Gamecocks. So if you're wearing Commanders gear from afar and you can't see the logo, people are going to assume you're a South Carolina Gamecocks fan. I can't but, be having but that. what's more embarrassing? So I'm struggling. What's more embarrassing, being a Commander fan or a Gamecock? A Gamecocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're still going to put that lower. Come on. You, you're getting me in overtime right now. Of course, I'm going to have to say a little something about the Gamecocks. Yeah, but I do, I do like the gold. You know, you've got the burgundy and gold, and I feel like the commander should lean more into that. I would buy gear of that color with the okay. commander's logo on it. Okay. Maybe I'll search at the break. You should. And figure that out. All right, so um, I know that if Quark were here, we would have already talked 10 minutes of college baseball. Sure. Is, is it okay to talk about the NBA in this time slot during the day? Is, that, is this a safe space for that? Because I know there's not a lot of NBA talk around here, even though the finals are going on. It is. Uh, we did a nice little... Uh Couple segments on it. Did you? The press so box, did you so. watch the game last night? I did not. Not much of it. Okay. I watched bits and pieces, but the nine o'clock start. It's tough. Um, I stayed up to the end last night. Did you really? Yeah, there have been a game or two where going to the fourth quarter. A lot of the NBA playoff games going to the fourth quarter throughout the playoffs. Somebody's up by twenty six. This, this has been like the worst run of playoff games because there haven't been a lot of close ones. But in what uh, game two, I went to bed going to the fourth quarter. And woke up, and I'm like, how'd the Celtics win that game? <laughs> what did I miss last night? And then I go and watch. But I did watch the whole game last night. And, you know, Warriors, if you're a Celtics fan, you're super worried because that's the worst game that I've probably seen Steph Curry ever play. And the Warriors won convincingly late yeah. anyway without Steph. So you know he's going to have, like, 9 to 12 three-pointers in one of the remaining two games. And good luck beating them then. Feels like the series is over. Am I missing something? No, I, I don't think so. I went into this. I said Warriors in seven. Uh, oh, I feel okay. pretty good about that right now. 
even though they could go ahead and knock it out in game six. But, you know, I was talking with Brad earlier, and the one thing that I was not expecting, I gave Andrew Wiggins a lot of credit for his rebounding the other night. Uh, he's had double-digit rebounds in the last two games. But in no way did I see that offensive performance come in last night. And no, like a no different player. Completely different player. And I think the way that the, the Celtics really crashed on Curry, mm-hmm. you know, they, they did a very good job of taking him out of the ballgame offensively. The problem is Golden State is so talented yeah. that someone else was going to get hot. Absolutely. Yeah, when Wiggins, uh, you know, did that shimmy at the top of the key and went in for that dunk to put him up like 12, I'm yeah. like, I literally, I think I texted facts in ballgame. That's, That's it. This one's done. And I think the Celtics are done too, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something. I, I will say that they should get a little bit of, I, I think we'll see some fight out of Boston. I think going back to Boston for game six, I don't think they're just going to roll over and, oh, and lose at home. Either. I oh, think you think they'll win game six and then lose game seven? Probably. That's kind of what I'm leaning right now. We've seen so much of, especially in these finals. I mean, last night broke the cycle of win one, lose one, win one, lose one. You know, they're yeah. the first team to be able to win two in a row. I, I, I just think Boston's going to put up, put up a good fight at home one more time in front of those fans. Dre, so who's more annoying, Draymond Green or Marcus Smart? And why is it both? <laughs> both both of those guys are tough to watch. And listen, I like players like that when they're on my team. Sure. And I can't stand players like that when they're on the other team. But it, it really, I go back and forth on whether Draymond Green is a liability for the Warriors or not. He's been a liability this series. He has, but he's also like the heart and soul of the team as well. And he wasn't a liability leading up to the finals. In every other series, he was what they needed. Yes, and even kind of was last night. He, he played much better last night than he has in the series. I feel like Marcus Smart kind of plays the same role for the Celtics, but he's even less polished than Green. Does that make sense? And maybe oh, it's yeah. just because Green's the veteran and Smart isn't. But well, think- you can see Smart's body language change if you weren't watching last night as it started to slip away in the fourth quarter and he had a dumb technical foul for running his mouth and picked up a foul that shouldn't have been a foul as well and got upset about that. I just felt like that was a big, when his body language started to change, the whole Celtics team's body language started to change and that really hurt them. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you there. So which one's worse, green or smart? Um, Or who would you take? I would rather have Draymond on my team solely because we've seen it work. We've seen him do it. Yep. Um, I really like Marcus Smart's defensive ability, though. He's somebody that I think you you have to have the right pieces around him, and I think Boston does, where I think his game kind of shines. But if he were to you know end up playing for your Atlanta Hawks or my Hornets or another team, yeah. I don't think it would work. I think he's surrounded by the right people, but I, I yeah. love his defensive presence. And the thing with those guys, you want them on your team when it works, but it's tough when it's not. That you got a guy out there flopping around, running his mouth, trying to get fouls, create a bunch of problems. If it's working, it's great. If it's not, you know, no one's thrilled. Yeah. And again, I got a texter jumping on. I did just say literally what you texted us. Draymond played well last night. He had not played that great up in the series. He's improved as he's gone. He did all right last night. I believe Draymond, if he's not the first, it's like the first in 40 years or something to foul out three times in a finals. Draymond Green has done it. He could go for four. If I guess if the game went, if the series went seven games, he so he's fouled out. People don't foul out in the NBA anymore, do they? No, I mean but he Draymond should have in game two. Times. It should be four. He should have done it in game two. This is totally off the subject, but I do think that the idea of fouling out in a game is one of the most ridiculous rules in sports. 
Why not just have a, like an extra penalty? Like if Draymond picked up his seventh foul, maybe you get three foul shots instead of two or something like that. But removing a star player at the end of a key game in the NBA Finals, what other? I mean, I guess. So you next get, you're going to tell me that we shouldn't. We soccer? shouldn't. Call, next you're going to tell me we shouldn't be calling targeting in the college football playoff. Maybe so. Maybe it would be that wild. <laughs> yes, same same concept. Why would you remove a star? From a game, there's got to be a better way to solve it. I just it. want to see what James Skowski looks like in the second half of a college football playoff game. You're That's never awesome. going to see it, man. <laughs> never will. Maybe now. in an NFL game, but you're never, you're never going to see it. All right, uh, John, maybe you're continuing to hang with me. I'm not sure. If this is goodbye to you, John, then goodbye. But if not, you can stick around. Uh, Mark Childress hanging out, filling in for William Quackenbush, and this is Out of Bounds. What's better than hitting the road for a vacation with the family? Your favorite song is on and smiling faces. Okay, there may be an occasional are we there yet, and don't make me come back there for the 10th time in an hour, but you don't mind, because you know one thing, you have a brand new reliable vehicle from Granger Nissan of Anderson, you know that will keep them safe. They take care to know what you and your family needs. Visit 3510 Clemson Boulevard or online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com. Mattress shopping is brutal. Almost as bad as buying a used car. Engineered Sleep has made the process of finding the perfect mattress simple and easy. Each mattress sold is designed and made themselves, making it less confusing and saves you hundreds of dollars buying it direct from the manufacturer. Better Sleep is only 70 cents a night. Visit Monday through Saturday for a stress-free and pleasant experience. Use WCCB for 10% off and two free pillows. Up to $475 savings. Free local delivery. American-made. EngineeredSleep.com. Better Sleep. Rest assured. Hey friends, Don Munson here for Buff City Soap with the Hartwell Village Shopping Center in Clemson and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Yes, Buff City Soap has delightfully scented plant-based soaps that are handmade daily, but they also have laundry soap, foaming hand soaps, shaving soaps, facial bar, beard care products, and all of the accessories to make your skin happy. Shop for yourself, shop for friends, family, or co-workers. Buff City has a soap for everyone and any occasion. Be sure to like on Facebook for updates and specials at Buff City Soap Greenville and Buff City Soap Clemson. What's up, guys? Ben here. You've heard me talk about this product for years now. Optinos by EC Sports. This powerful, 100% natural and clinically tested muscle builder is a game changer. In the clinical study, individuals saw 12 times average increase in arm size, 58-pound increase in bench press, 6 times more endurance, and 3 times more lean muscle than the placebo group. Choose a supplement with proven results and a money-back guarantee. Go to upstatemuscle.com. Use code ROAR for 20% off today. Day. It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. They're a clean cut and reliable team, pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock at your house, charging you a flat hourly rate. No rounding up. Call today at 908-9028 or email tigermoving at gmail.com to make your next move with Tiger Moving Company. Life is about connections in our homes, our jobs, our communities. Connections that make the upstate an incredible place to live. Connections that depend on reliable high-speed internet. So shouldn't your broadband support your connections? Now it can. Introducing Upcountry Fiber, powered by Blue Ridge Electric and WCTEL. A stronger connection for today's digital world. Learn more at upcountryfiber.com. 
For something meaningful for your father this year, think about a watch from Reed's Jewelers in Haywood Mall. Shop Reed's and see their selection of Omega, Breitling, and Tag watches, as well as Tudor, G-Shock, and Gucci. Right now, Reed's Jewelers is next to Pandora on the second floor while they expand their store to better serve you. America's premier family-owned and operated jeweler. That's Reed's Jewelers. See Wally Odom and his staff at Reed's Jewelers. Next to Pandora on the second floor of Haywood Mall as they grow to better serve you. For Father's Day or any occasion, Reed's Jewelers. Online at Reed's.com. It's been said you get out of some things what you put into it. That's how the folks at Roto-Rooter view it when it comes to your future. As a professional plumber with them, you'll see your income is in your hands with potential compensation as high as $100,000 plus. When you become part of the Roto-Rooter team, they invest in your health and your well-being and your future. That means full benefits. We've urged you for years to invest in Roto-Rooter to do your plumbing both at home and your business. That's how this works. They invest in you. Roto-Rooter has been in business for nearly 90 years, and the local folks have been a part of that legacy for over 30. With the continued strong growth in homes and businesses across the Carolinas, that means you could have the potential to make as much as $100,000 plus income with Roto-Rooter. Start your future at rotocareers.com. That's rotocareers.com. You'll thank me later. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. From the Liberty Bridge in Falls Park to the top row in Memorial Stadium, we are your home for sports across the upstate. 105.5 and 97.5, we are The Roar. Welcome back in to Out of Bounds. Mark Childress filling in for William Bush Right now, John Hyde is in for Ben Milstead. So you've got a backup and a backup. But, man, we're bringing the heat. It's legit anyway. We're having a good time. Breaking news. Isn't it like this isn't huge breaking news, but I'm going to make it sound like it's huge breaking news. Isn't breaking news like a really big deal for any of the shows that actually land breaking news? Isn't Out of Bounds kind of historically known as where breaking news does not happen? Well, I have regularly participated on two time slots now. Yes. 6 to 9 a.m., 9 to 12. I still haven't gotten any good breaking news. Okay. There's some breaking news here. There is? Yes. What is it? Uh, it looks like the Atlanta Braves are promoting Phil Gosselin from Gwinnett's. Well, there you go. To replace Ozzie Albies. Well, there's the answer to the question. So that's some breaking news. Yes. Right? So Gosselin, 297 in 49 games with the Gwinnett Stripers so far this season. He's a 261 hitter at the major league level. He is no Ozzie Albies, but again, Ozzie Albies has been no Ozzie Albies so far this year. So I'm trying to be positive. Braves are going to be all right. Well, you're not bringing him up for the bat. No. At all. Correct. He's there to play second. Yes. So 
if you get a quality defensive replacement, I think you take it. So if you're Phil, you know, Ozzie brings it like in the dugout and on the field. He's always smiling and joking. And if you're Phil, do you feel like you have to try to fill that void? Whether I don't know what Phil's personality is. My guess is Phil Gosselin's personality is not as big as Ozzie Albies' personality. But if you're coming in as a backup, do you feel like you have to maybe even kind of act like you're somebody that you're not to no. help replace what you're replacing? To me, be authentic, be yourself. And let your play f- speak for itself. Don't try to act like you're the guy you're replacing. Yes. You know, be authentic, be yourself, and come in and just play quality baseball. If he plays quality baseball, it'll all take care of itself. Yeah. On uh, on the text line being asked about Arcia, um, I think he's still going to be up there. I, I, I believe, I mean, the Braves haven't made an official announcement. If you're bringing up Gosselin to replace Albies, he's going to be playing and participating in some way. I think it's going to be Arcia and Gosselin that are going to backfill him, you know, based on matchups, experience, whatever. So I guess we'll see. I would think in the next hour, hopefully before we go off the air, we'll have the breaking news of the Braves lineup for tonight's game against the Nats being announced. Very and then we'll have an answer to that question. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the lineup does look like and what is their plan to continue to try to catch the Mets. Yeah. Who? I'm not worried about the Mets. I'm telling you. Mets are going to met. Braves the are Metropolitans, coming. you know, the team in the Big Apple. Yeah, Braves are coming. I'm not worried about them. All right, so I, I asked you this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. It's tough to do anytime that you do it. I've got to make a confession that I was wrong about something. Okay. And I'm not ashamed that I was wrong about it, but I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that I was wrong about it. Now, at the end of the day, I may not be wrong, but I'm feeling like that I that I am. Okay. So I, I no one I was going to be filling in some this week. I'm like, I've got to get this off my chest. I do. All right. So here's the deal. I've been very, very worried about NIL and the impact it was going to have on Clemson football. Okay. Very concerned. And you look at what Texas A&M is doing, Ohio state, these large schools with, you know, twice the student body size and two to five times the alumni size, right? I mean, they're spending, what, 40,000 students through Michigan, you know, every four years. You get the idea, right? And so from a where's the money going to come from to fund NIL, I've been very worried about Clemson, little old Clemson, right? Sure. We look different than those other ones. Sure. I take a lot of pride in the fact that Clemson looks different than a lot of those other ones. But I've been very worried. And... As I've been heading into this season and you feel like NIL's out there now, there are no rules. I guess that's what my confession is. I'm like, hey, this is a problem. Like I've even, you know, confided in some of my friends. I am very concerned that recruiting is going to take a turn for the worse for Clemson football based solely on NIL. I'm not worried about the coaching changes. I'm not worried about Clemson not making the playoffs last year solely based on NIL. But I feel like what we've seen over the last week, what I'm hearing, and again, we're going to have David Hood come in here at 205 today. I think there's two more announcements coming this week that potentially could go Clemson's way. It looks like Dabo is once again building a top flight class. Who cares about the NIL? So that's kind of my confession. I've been doubting it, and now I'm feeling ashamed that I've been doubting it because it feels like Clemson's getting back on the right track again. I get, I get it. You know, I, I get where you're coming from where there has been some of the doubt. One, what the man has shown me at the helm over a decade plus is he's got a plan. And, and personally, I, I just I trust Coach Sweeney. 
I do too. That he's that competitive. And I also think that, you know, when you go back to when he took the job, it wasn't, I don't want to make Clemson to look like Texas or Florida or what were the it programs at the time. He said, I want other programs to want to look like Clemson. And I still feel that approach applies. And now we have seen over the last several months a not-for-profit and a for-profit NIL collective form for Clemson. We have heard recruits openly talk about the NIL presentation that they get. No, just because we don't see it right. doesn't mean that it's not there. Correct. And I think Something what, is there. Clearly. We just don't know what it is. And just because there's a lot of national writers and a lot of national talking heads and, you know, an annoying bald man from the four-letter network who liked to just throw the dirt on the Clemson program was premature. It was premature. It feels like it. I mean, the, you know, the pony- just because there's national writers out there who don't feel that Clemson has momentum, go tell that to the 17, 18-year-olds that are out there recruiting right now because Clemson sure seems to have a lot of momentum with them. They do, and they're signing good quality players. They're putting a very solid class. This is an important class for Extremely Clemson. Extremely important, yes. In a couple of positions for sure. So, you know, I guess that's my confession is, well, I, and again, it's not like I'm like Clemson's going to suddenly be a 2-10 and 10 program. No, no. I'm just like, are there going to be enough guys out there that are now just hunting the dollars where, again, I am making an assumption from the outside that Clemson is not going to be competing against Texas A&M and Ohio State dollar for dollar on NIL deals. No. I might be wrong. There might be huge things going on behind the scenes that I don't know about. But I have placed way too much value, it appears, on NIL's impact on Clemson recruiting in a negative way. And I feel bad for that. I'm not going to do don't, that anymore. Don't some of us who have been Clemson fans for a long period of time, you know, who remember things what it was like before Coach Sweeney. Yes. Right? Yep. You st- part of us, and I, I do this as myself, I still view Clemson in what I saw for the first time in 2007 as a student. That's still... Yeah, that's fair. That, that it's, that, that's what I'm... You know, internally, what I picture Clemson as. Mark, the power of the paw has never been stronger. Agreed. The brand has never been stronger. And and also, it's a little slice home pot to me that I'm no longer the target audience to these colleges. <laughs> I am I am closer to forty than I am twenty. There you go. That's all I'm going to say there. So, it, just because we may still look at it as little old Clemson, I also think we need to come to the realization that we are not little old Clemson, and it's far from it. You went to six straight playoffs. I don't have to sit here and read off the accolades. Right. I think we know what those are. Yes. That just because we were little old Clemson in 2003, 2005, 2007, 2010, that's no longer the case. The paw has never been stronger than it is today. 2007, what what were the losses in 2007 can, as a freshman at Clemson that haunt you still? Um, Boston College at home. Um Ugh where Aaron Kelly dropped the pass in the end zone, you would have won the division for the first time. That one still haunts me this day. Um, I remember having to tell your son when he started working here. We were talking clubs of football one day off air. Yep. He's like, you know, I don't know how we're going to deal with Alabama's of the world. I was like, dude, I used to go to Death Valley. We played Maryland at noon and not know if you were going to walk out of that one. Yeah, that's true. You know, Winston-Salem's no longer a house of horrors. Yeah, you tell a new Clemson fan now that you used to hate going to Atlanta? I won't believe you. No. Yeah. Gosh. And I went to that Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta back then. I'd go to all those Atlanta games and just walk out shaking my head. How did we lose this one? The, ti- the times, Georgia Tech. The, the times worst. have changed. They have. I have a question of the day coming up later. That 2007 moment with Aaron Kelly oh. might be relevant towards that. Now, I remember that play as it would have been a spectacular 
fingertip catch. It would have. If he, he made it. Yeah. But I feel like Clemson Lore has made it like he's 20 yards behind the secondary. <laughs> There's no one around him. He's waving at the quarterback. Yeah. The quarterback throws it. It's in slow motion like in a movie, and it goes like right through the bread basket, and then he holds his head in his hands. It wasn't like that. I felt like it would have been like top 10 catch for a Tiger in a big moment ever. Well, at the time, it would have. At the, I, I'm going to have to YouTube it now. I'm at, worried about this. Maybe the, my memory's faulty. At the time, it would have. And from what I also remember, too, you have to remember that Aaron Kelly, I believe it was that season, maybe it was the next one, but he set the career receptions letter, the record for Clemson. You know, it's, Did he? That at year. the time, yeah, okay. there was no wide receiver you hadn't happened yet. We hadn't seen Sammy. We hadn't seen Nuke or Renfro or any of those things. There was no more reliable catcher of the football than Aaron Kelly at that time. A legend. Yep. The two-star recruit from Atlanta. It doesn't pop up quickly on YouTube. That's probably good. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back and uh, and look at it or not. But uh, Texter says it hit him right in the bread basket. No, it didn't. He was diving. It was like in front of him, and he was like diving to catch it. Wasn't it? I have to go I look. think from what I remember, <laughs> we're going back a few years here, but I think he, he kind of had to extend, you know, maybe to also get the feet down, but it hit his hands. Like it okay. would have been like a fingertip, but I think there was a little more to. There was, I think there was a middle ground there. There was some acrobatics to it, but he it wasn't catch-, catch that same season. I think against Florida State, where he was like fully extended out of bounds and had a toenail in the end zone. I don't know if you remember that one, but then he again, was a great player. I, and I think a lot of it too is that it was Aaron Kelly. You know, I mean, how reliable he was. Yes, that hurts. Kind of like, can't believe I mentioned this one here. Spiller in the back of the end zone against Nebraska in the bowl game. Why are we going? Why have I taken us? You started this. You made me do this. I've taken us to a dark place. It's your fault. I've got a question of the day next. We're going to blame the guy who's only here every now and then instead of the regular. (laughs) Hey, you're never on this show either, man. We're both. uh, We're both filling in uh, today. Well, that's interesting. And again, that was that was kind of my confession, right? I I needed again, and it hasn't been doubt, but. I'm like the most positive guy in the world when it comes to my sports teams, except for the Washington Commanders. Um, I've, I think Clemson's going to the playoffs this year. I think they're going to win the ACC, go to the playoffs this year. And I don't think that's pie-in-the-sky optimism, even though that's how I feel about my teams. So I've been frustrated with myself because a lot of people have been asking, hey, man, what do you think about NIL and the recruiting? And my answer has been, I think this is a big problem for Clemson, a big problem. And I'm very worried about this year's recruiting class. And if this year's recruiting class goes poorly, then I think you have your answer on the Clemson. That's kind of been my answer. Sure. I, I, again, these guys, the pony's not in the barn yet. These guys haven't signed. They're not Clemson Tigers yet. A lot can change. But there's a lot of momentum going on right now. And I felt I felt bad about it as we've led up to it and try to figure it out. I mean, there's a lot of text coming in. He short-armed it. Hit him in the bread basket, like you said. I'm going to have to find this play on YouTube. Send us six five four seven six two seven if you can find this catch. I need to go back and look at Aaron Kelly's catch, and it's going to be re- very or relevant. Lack thereof. Yeah, lack. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it will be relevant to my question of the day. The Mark Childress. Can we get like a sounder? Mark Childress's question of the day. Can we get that? I always have a question of the day when I come in. Can you guys get the big voice guy to give me a question? Well, yeah, if you give me sounder? more than a thirty second heads up, I think I could. Pull yeah, I don't that need it today. It. Okay, but in the future, I'm filling in a few more days this week. It doesn't have to be this week, but in the future, we can make that happen. Really? Yeah. So I can just ask for things, and you can make them happen. It'll never happen if you don't ask for it. 
I like this. All right. I'll, I'll be thinking a little bit about that some more. All right. My question of the day coming up next segment, 654-7627. If you want to get in and chat anything with us, Mark Childress filling in for William Quackenbush, and, and this is Out of Bounds. Skeptic about septic? Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Did you know your septic tank should be pumped every three to five years? With our maintenance plan, you don't need to worry. We take care of it. When it comes to septic tanks, prevention through routine maintenance is key. Our plumbers are fully trained, licensed, and qualified to provide the best experience the first time. So whether you need a pump or repair, don't be a skeptic about septic. Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Visit online at theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. At the Surgery Center at Pelham, we were one of the first facilities to provide a transparent pricing system over five years ago. Not a grocery list of procedures on a website. An actual, interactive, accurate cost estimator tool. You can see what your procedure will cost down to the dollar. Go to surgerycenteratpelham.com and you'll see our cost estimator tool right there on the homepage. Get the exact cost. No hidden fees. Just an honest, straightforward, and transparent price. Learn more online at surgerycenteratpelham.com. George Coleman Ford wants you to know right now is the time to order your new Ford car, truck, or SUV and save money. In doing so, you'll get all the current incentives and if the available incentives improve, once your new George Coleman Ford arrives, you'll get the better of the two. George Coleman Ford has a great selection of pre-owned vehicles to choose from. And don't forget, there are never any document or closing fees at George Coleman Ford, a customer-focused culture for over 90 years. George Coleman Ford. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Have you heard about HIMSS? Apparently, they take the awkwardness out of treating ED, and the process is really straightforward. HIMSS? Yeah. My buddy gets his ED meds through them. Said their online process is much simpler than going to a doctor's office. Oh, yeah. Their entire process is only a few steps, and they only ship ED meds from certified pharmacies in the U.S. that are 100% FDA approved. All you got to do is go to 4 com/radio. You just answer a few questions, select your treatment preferences, and fill out some health information. Then a healthcare provider reviews the info and determines which medication, if any, is right for you. If it's prescribed, it ships free right to your door. I think I'm going to check these Hims guys out. And get this: the ED medication I was prescribed is 90% cheaper than Viagra and has the same active ingredient. I can finally satisfy my partner. For a free online consultation, go to forhims.com/radio. That's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com/radio. Update business owners, this message is for you. Summertime is quickly approaching and the integrity of your roof over your business is important to shield you from the elements and keep your AC bill down. Even the smallest roof leak can cause major damage. Shutting down your business while it's repaired, costing you thousands of dollars and a major headache. Call Adams & Co. today for a free roof inspection for your business. 864-260-0080. 864-260-0080. Something extraordinary is happening right now at Diamonds Direct. You can make any purchase, pay nothing down, and get zero interest financing for five whole years. Imagine a $10,000 designer ring or diamond bracelet for less than $170 a month. Zero down, zero interest for five years on anything. You can't miss this limited time offer. You can finance the entire purchase price, including the sales tax, now through June 30th at Diamonds Direct. Get details, store hours, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. On approved credit. No matter where you get work done, no matter what your classroom looks like, no matter how far away your loved ones feel, we are here to connect you to what matters most in your world. We are UpCountry Fiber. 
powered by Blue Ridge Electric and WC Tell. And we're here because of you. Sign up for a stronger connection today at upcountryfiber.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Here at The Roar, every day is game day. We are 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar. Welcome back in Out of Bounds. Mark Childress filling in for William Quackenbush. Ben Milstead back in the house. What's up, Ben? What's up? Thanks for being here, Mark. Appreciate Thank you for inviting it. me. Well, you know, it's an open invitation. Anytime you want to come, then uh, by all means, come on by. It's like the, you know, the, the children's home away from home with you and facts. There we go. If we could get your daughter in here to do, you know, she could do some fundraising. There we go. Out in the lobby. That'd be fantastic. She'd probably Just make that the happen. Whole, the whole children's household right here. There we go. Faxon is swinging by at uh, one. I think he's swinging by at one twenty-five. Uh, we'll chat some NBA and uh, and Braves. And Ben, I, I've got a question of the day, and this scenario is going to be super relevant to it. But I did want to close the loop on something we were talking about last segment, which was the two thousand and seven Clemson Boston College game that went right down to the wire. And I had remembered Aaron Kelly not coming up with a pass at the very end of that game. I remembered it being a diving catch that had nicked off of his fingers. I remembered wrong. That ball hit him right in the bread basket. People have sent me photos, the video, all of that. Not calling out Aaron Kelly, a legend here at Clemson with some amazing catches. That's probably the one he relives in his nightmares. Oh my gosh, he should have caught it. Frustrating. Uh, oh, no doubt about it. It was a a program could have been a program changer. Yeah. It could have been. And then, then they happened. took a sack and missed a field goal. That was just, there were some traumatic flashbacks. And again, my question of the day might take us to some of that. But uh, we've got some folks on the phone. I want to get to them first. 654-7627. That's the phone and the text line now. So text us or give us a call. 654-7627. We've got Ed on the phone. What's cracking, Ed? How's your day going? So far, so good until you brought up that bad man. I know. Good job. I <laughs> And, yep. yeah, I heard y'all talking about it would have been a good catch. He dropped it. He anyway, did. It all, it all came right in the end. We got two titles since then, been four times, et cetera. Listen, I talked to John and Brad in the last segment about uh, Flaherty returning. He was scheduled to pitch Wednesday for Memphis. Well, I just saw in the Cardinal News – his rehab has gone so well. They play a doubleheader against the Pirates today. He slated the pitch against the Pirates tomorrow. Oh, wow. And I think that's going to be a huge boost uh, for us to try to 
when this sorry division we're in and get into that. I don't have much in the way of conceived notions of beating up on the Braves and Mets and people like that, but at least you got to get there first. And I'd much rather have Flaherty back than not because pretty sure we come to town against Atlanta the first week of July or first slash second week, I don't know, somewhere around in there. And we'll see where it goes, but I just thought I'd throw that out there for the other two Cardinal fans that may be listening. It's big news. <laughs> no, good stuff, Ed, man, and thanks for the call, and that would be a big boost to the Cardinals, and it just gives me a chance to talk about Ben. 12 straight for the Braves. I know you're as big of a Braves fan as me. All is right with the world when the Braves are winning 12 games in a row. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, Mets, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. Let's go. Yep. You know, it was just uh, 14 short days ago that it was a 10 and a half game lead. You know, they're running away with it. Yeah. Amazing what happens when the Mets play some real competition out West and the Braves get to play some easy competition in the East. It's, yeah. a, it's amazing what happens, right? Yes. And I said earlier, and this is, this is for Walt Deptula. Mets are going to met. That's what they always do down the stretch. They always start hot. I'm already predicting the fight in the locker room. Somebody's going to get arrested. DeGrom's going to be out for the season. Scherzer's arm's not going to come back. I'm telling you, man, we've seen this script how many years in a row the same thing is setting up again this year. It's helped a lot that the Braves are uh, are red hot right now. All right, back to the phone, 654-7627 if you want to get in. Mike in Anderson, how you doing? I'm good, Mark. How about yourself? Glad yes, to hear you back. I wondered if you were uh, even still working there. Glad to hear you back. Oh, thank Glad. you. I'm still kicking around these parts. Yes, sir. Good, good here. Good deal. Listen, I wanted to chime in on something very quickly that you and John were talking about before John left and Ben came on and, and I, I, I caught you late, but I think probably you were maybe briefly discussing some of the stuff that Feinbaum has been running his mouth about. And I'm not a Paul Feinbaum fan. I don't listen to him radio or TV, but I read about it over the weekend about where he said Dabo was old news and Dabo was history and this and that. And don't really care what he says. I'm a tiger fan. But after I read that article in the paper, I got to thinking about it, and I just wanted to ask your guys' opinion on this. I'm a Tiger fan through and through, not a Tiger homer, never have been, never will be. But if you go back and look at Dabo's extreme success, six straight college playoffs, even Saban didn't do that. I don't think anybody else is close right now of doing that, probably, what, two or three years. But if you look at after the 18 national championship, when everybody was so excited, Trevor was a freshman. I stated on Mickey Plyler's show one morning, well, Trevor will win at least one more, maybe two more. How long does this go on? But if you look at from the 19, 20, and 21 season, and I know 20 was a COVID year, if you look at the way the seasons ended, those three seasons, if you look at Dabo's record against top five and top ten teams, I think he's now one in four in his last five games against top five or top ten teams. And if you compare it to what came before that, is that not a downward trend? 
Yeah, what am I missing there? And uh, I just want to get your guys' take on it. And again, I'm not saying the Tigers are going to fall off the face of the earth, blah, 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 any of those things. But I'm just comparing the last three seasons to the 18, 17, 16, and 15 season. And I just see a downward trend there. And we won't know until, what, September or October, how much better does it get this year? We don't know about the quarterback. We don't know about the wide receiver. We don't know how well the offensive line is going to play. The defense should be lights out. But I think those are legitimate questions, and I'd like to get your take on it, please. Thanks a lot. Mike and Anderson, I, I think that's really relevant. And I even kind of confessed, admitted, apologized last segment that I have been very concerned about NIL's impact on recruiting at Clemson. And based on the way recruiting seems to be going right now and some of the momentum that's going, I believe there's a couple of other announcements uh, of players later this week. Both of them seem to be trending or crystal balling towards the Tigers. Crystal balling? Can, is that a word? If, if phrase? It if not, now. it is now. And um, that I've been underestimating it and having some concerns. And I'm the most positive guy in the world. And, uh, and I've been doubting it a little bit. I think it's fair. Is it a trend? What, what do you think, Ben? Is it a, is it a trend? I mean, you, you've got the finals loss to uh, LSU, which you could argue, you know, one of the best teams ever in college football. And you had the bad loss in the playoffs the next year to Ohio State. And then obviously last year, some of the frustrations going down. It's not trending in the direction you like for it to go. Um, so you're talking about a team that played for a national championship and then the playoff the following year and then finally missed the playoff. I mean, that's what we're talking about the last three years and finally missed the playoff by with the most injured team that you've had since Davos yeah. when he's been the head coach. I mean, I, that's not even disputable. Um, you know, and, and then perhaps a, a, a bit of a, temporary miss at a really important position there. I don't think that's a trend at all. I would, in fact, I would say if, if that is a, if, if this is a bad sign, then it was also a bad sign for Alabama in 2018 and 2019. Yep. That's you know? fair. I mean, mm -hmm. same, same kind of the same thing, right? Yes. I, I would say in their case, it was even worse at that time. So, um, you know the way that they lost the national championship and then missed playoffs the following year. I I uh, I would say this is more a blip on the radar, and the current state of the program is the evidence that that's the case. I I like I I really believe that. Do you feel like there's a lot riding on on this year? Yes, I do. Most I do. important year in a long time. It feels like. Um, I I mean, well, a lot riding. Does, does Clemson have to win the ACC again and make? I, I think if you're an ACC winner, you're probably twelve and one. And if you're a twelve and one ACC champ, you're going to the playoffs. So does Clemson need to win the ACC and return to the playoffs this year? Um, they need to win the ACC. Yes, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. I agree. Or or not not why they wouldn't, but maybe why they shouldn't. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. And then. You know, right now with the playoffs, there's more than just what you do uh, that impacts that. I mean, there's some things that are just out of your control. But if, I mean, Clemson goes undefeated; they obviously are going in. I, and I'm I'm not sure that's going to happen. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. As for as for Feinbaum, Mike, 
other Clemson fans, don't take the bait. Yeah, I don't like. It's, it's, I don't like. Feinbaum does not even believe what he's saying. He understands that his fan base is easily triggered sometimes, and that it moves the needle. It is a it is a radio tactic that he and TV tactic that he's using. He doesn't even really believe that he, despite what he, how he acts sometimes, he's a pretty intelligent man, and he's smart <laughs> enough to know that what he is saying is not true, but is very good for his little program there. Don't, don't take the bait. And his listeners are all SEC folks, and every last one of them, what is a team that they do not like and do not want to see be successful? Clemson. So he's getting a lot of people cheering in the car when he's saying negative things about Clemson or Ohio State or any of these other programs because most of the folks, I feel like, listening to him are SEC homers. So he's preaching to the choir. He's Yeah, he, they are. I mean, he's part of the SEC network. He is, you know, in the same way when Mark Packer and West Durham are part of the ACC network. Yeah. They're paid to prop up the ACC. Feinbaum <laughs> is paid to prop up the SEC. Yep. How do you do that? Well, you badmouth the best team in a competing conference. Uh, don't don't take the bait. Yeah. I'm in agreement. Texture uh, talk. Yeah. Uh says Feinbaum should be in the WWE, Chancey says. That, that, it's exactly what it is. Yes. It's exactly what it is. He's really good at what he does. And getting people to talk about him and listen to his show and argue with him, that's a big part of it. And it's important. Do you think Clemson is trending downward? I, I mean, technically, the, th the last three years have been a downward trend. I mean, you could argue that the six-year run but, they went on is one of the greatest in college football history, right? Probably top 10, potentially, to make the Final Four, to make the playoffs that many times, to win two titles. So if you had not done one of the best runs ever those previous six years, would we be concerned about the last three years? Uh, I mean, in other words, we raised the bar so high. Yeah, no, nothing can go on, you know, forever increasing. It's going to go down at some point. So I feel like, and that's what I was asking you a second ago, I feel like this year is very important. A return to an ACC title in the playoffs, and I think you say it is a blip on the radar. If Clemson were to lose two or three games again and not make the ACC championship game, then I think you would have to step back and say, are we trending in the wrong direction? Because now it's not a blip anymore. Now you have four years in a row where you have gone in the in the opposite direction and not met your goals. And uh, kind of an interesting thing to have to look at after doing it six years in a row really well. All right, coming up next hour, Facts and Children is scheduled to be here.